Dear friends, this is the first episode of our podcast and this is about the current situation and how to move to our wonderful new world. Our wonderful new world becomes more and more visible. I try to make it visible to everyone with words as I receive it. It has been confirmed to me to be the only real solution to all world problems and also the key to freeing ourselves and all future generations from the current global situation. I am well aware that many people will still reject the idea at first. That's because we have always thought within a certain frame of mind, a matrix. After all, we don't know anything else, just as our, our parents and grandparents didn't. That makes that our brains usually didn't yet made the neurological connections to be able to really think out of the box, out of the matrix that is. That requires thinking with an open mind. Once you really see it in front of your mind's eyes, as it were, there is a good chance that you will remember that you have always dreamed of it. Let it sink in. Think about it thoroughly. We read it a few times. And once you see it too, please help spread the image as much as possible. Worldwide and as soon as possible, given the current situation, the Global Inject Program and the approaching financial reset according to the plan of Klaus Schwab and Co. Our wonderful new world plan is our alternative for the great reset of the globalist elite of which everyone had a taste the past two years and what will become even a lot worse according to the books of Klaus Schwab for us and every generation after us. Time magazine has called Mr. Schwab one of the 100 most influential people on earth. He is the founder and chairman of the WEF, the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. Present government leaders such as Emmanuel Macron, Justin Trudeau, Jacinta Ardern, Mark Rutte, Alexander de Croo and even Vladimir Putin are the young global leaders of the WEF, which is financed by some 1,500 multinationals. Mr. Schwab doesn't make a secret of it in his as soon as July 9th, 2020, presented book COVID-19, The Great Reset that common people will be replaced by robots and will be unemployed. And that's far from everything. We will own nothing and be happy. The WEF website says what that kind of happiness is, according to them, is something we've had a glimpse of the past two years. Everyone will be deprived of all possessions, even the clothes 
things we wear won't be ours any longer, and not to forget the right to decide over our own bodies. We would have to rent everything from them, at least, if we are compliant enough, except a never-ending series of injections following the new rules if and when we are allowed to go outside now and then, because that too they want to forbid permanently. They already advanced the climate change hoax for that, supported by technical induced weather modification to follow up the pandemic approach with our wonderful new world system, environmental and climate sorrows, which are direct consequence of capitalism, will be automatically also addressed profitably. That's why everyone is to be ripped off their independence, otherwise no one would even think of accepting their great reset. According to Mr. Schwab's other book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution in 2016, humans will be upgraded gradually to cyborgs. The technology in the injections serves to, and I quote, to change who we are, becoming genetically modified humans, which will be connected to the cloud, Internet of Things, by a never-ending series of injections with CRISP slash Cas9 technology and graphene, an oxide, the so-called nanoparticles. Money will be completely digital, CBDC. And everyone should have a QR code. The green thing, you know, will decide who gets to be allowed what. When the majority of people are made dependent on governmental welfare, they will propose to us the UBI, the Universal Basic Income, for which we all have to get those injections every few months. Which explains why many people get sick since the outroll of the inoculation campaign. Since then, there is also an unexplained overmortality in some countries up to 40%. We will all be forced to live in smart cities, in flats assigned to us according to our social credit score which will be attributed according to our compliance in regard to the injections. The measurements are internet history, chat and Zoom conversation, CO2 score, and what else? Everyone will have to do everything from home, family and other gatherings, exercise, ordering the allowed groceries, which will be delivered by drones, and also will have to perform community service. The thus obtained social credit score is what makes artificial intelligence decide who gets to run what and who is allowed which favor, like a walk in the park at a specific time and place. Still according to Mr. Schwab, the walls in those assigned flats will have literally digital eyes and ears, have smart we see which will constantly analyze our excrements, supposedly for our health, but in reality to check if we didn't consume anything forbidden, like meat and alcohol. All this under disguise of the protection of our health and at the same time addressing the climate problems. 
It's truly hallucinating. But this is the way the globalist elite of this planet wants to acquire really all earthly belongings instead of the 19% they already have and control 24-7 the whole of humanity. Mr. Schwab says that the ripple effects of the pandemic will be in favor of the financial capital. Next generations wouldn't even, even ever have a notice of the concept of freedom. This is why they call it the Great Reset. There are very strong indicators that they will push the final port of it through the total collapse of the financial system, which will make everyone lose anything they have on their bank account. That will provoke chaos, which will be a reason to bring in Eurogen Fur or the UN Rockefeller Army, which specializes to kill even those who are not a threat at all. They will also install military law and annihilate our lost civil rights. The ten falling governments to have to serve to give the reins of each country in the hands of Mr. Schwab, who states to want a world government, which makes people even less to say it than is already the case with, the, for the example, the EU government. There is, however, one way to stop this all and turn it for the good of humanity. And that is the execution of the our wonderful new world plan, which will take away all their power. Let me make it visible to you. Everyone has the right to inhabit and cultivate a piece of the earth during life. A matter of making everything grow as locally as possible and allowing everyone to exercise a maximum of autonomy. This is a primal right of every living being and not something that has to be paid for. Cooperation instead of competition at all levels is the key so that everyone has a good life. Global problems require a global solution. Modern technology can still be produced in the factories that now belong to the multinationals' top 1%. However, everything must now be produced in a very sustainable and ecological way. No more production methods to ensure that everything has to be replaced constantly. The factories, however, will belong to everyone and no one. Only the additional well-being that can be created through them counts. And this for everyone, which will obviously take some time. The intention is absolutely that everyone on the entire planet should be well off. We can use the robots the elite already have in place to replace almost all human labor, since they are more profitable. Let them do the work to a great extent and for everyone's benefit instead of profit money of the current owners. By turning the factory into ecological 
ecological, sorry, and really sustainable production facilities, everyone will in time have replaced or acquired everything with the sustainable necessities from then on. The factories hardly need to run since the demand will almost completely collapse. So the supply of raw materials, energy consumption, transport, pollution emissions will drop automatically too. Consequently, the same happens with all suppliers, which is not a problem when producing is no longer a matter of making money. Given that everyone can live for free somewhere and collectively and or individually provide for primary needs and necessities from the fully automated factories, no one needs a wig either. Who takes on which task within the big picture will be decided naturally based on the need for it, the passion for it and the desire to do it. Few things give so much satisfaction as doing what you love and be doing so serving your community and by extension the entire world. If it concerns an idea, knowledge, insight or technique for example, so giving completely voluntarily something good to the collective for no other reason than you want to do so. Of course, everyone can also exchange things. It's just a matter of agreeing together. Literally, everything is allowed and nothing is required. The only thing no one is allowed to do is to inflict any harm to others or any damage. Thus, respect natural law. Then all people have plenty of time for things like self-development, to provide for themselves all that can be done locally. It could be a vegetable garden, individually or collectively, offering training or services like BNB, creating a distribution point for goods, whether from factories or not, where anyone can bring and or pick up goods. Or open a catering business because you love the many social contacts, or organize festivals or whatever someone wants and get get done. The idea is that everyone always has truly enough, an absolute maximum of time to develop the inner self, enjoy life, family, clan, travel, etc. All their life on earth is really meant for. Everyone is completely free to take up their own role within that whole. The only thing everyone should always check all their actions against is natural law. The principle of do no harm. If harm is done anyway, the person will have to deal with the second part of the law, being take no shit principle. This must, of course, be in proportion to the offense. Everyone must know that there are consequences for violation of the natural law that no one will take shit from another and will always react as appropriately as possible in any situation that arises. Private goods that people know now own would of course remain their own 
just as durable free goods that will be gradually replaced them will be theirs. Everyone also keeps their own house and land, can exchange them if desired or move into another one and thus make their former place available. People who now, for example, have several properties obtained through hard work, give a house to each of their children, can also keep these, as they are houses for the children. As far as I am concerned, people who have worked hard for a second home can also keep it. It is absolutely not the intention to take something away from ordinary honest people who want everyone to step into our wonderful new world with a good conscience and do things from the heart that is not possible when you force them to give up their hard-earned property, whatever that may be. Large investors and investment companies that own property as a profit model will be stripped of this property. It will be put at the service of the collective. A system that ensures this in a fair manner is already in place and of course, as with everything, it can always be adapted if it appears to be lacking at some point. Existing utilities and fuels will of course also be free and gradually be replaced by real green energy. Think, for example, cars on air instead of fossil fuel and other existing technology which had been kept from us now for profit reasons. In this way, no one in the world will need money any for anything anymore. Money is the main tool which the elite have been increasingly controlling the world for a long time. Everyone is a slave to it, because everything, even the right to exist somewhere, has to be bought every month. And from tax assessment to tax assessment, that keeps everybody busy to an extent that they don't have time for anything else, like growing their own food, raising their children, helping parents, self-development, and so forth. Which means that all these things also have to be bought, either by yourself or through taxes, which makes the need to get money all the time circular. A house surreal in which we are all running. Money is also the tool with which the elite buys power and protection. So when money has no value to people anymore, because they already see a society where it is no longer needed, then the elite will lose all the power and protection they can now buy with it. Those who now hire themselves out for money to carry out the elite's methods of oppression will no longer work for it either once they see that in our wonderful new world it is no longer needed and no one will fall shortly of anything. You can literally have all the money in the world but if it's not worth anything to anyone anymore it won't buy you anything. 
It is therefore the only way to deprive the elite of the power, the weapon we all possess together. And a model for our glorious, truly free, wonderful new world. We collectively pull the plug on the money system. And once the culprits are locked up and their production facilities put to use for the common good, we can provide ourselves with everything we need, sustainably and for free, so that everyone in the world has what it takes to live simply and well. How do we do that? Put the button in position and fire it. First of all, we have to make sure that everyone around the world sees and understands the system of our wonderful new world, so that everyone becomes mentally ready for it, thinks about all the benefits for everyone, and starts seeing it for themselves. It's much easier to let go of the old ones you see where you're going. Insecurity, on the other hand, is an emotion that people cannot handle and which paralyzes them. We also need to set a target date, which, if necessary, can of course be postponed until there are enough of us. The target date is when everyone at the same time, worldwide, does the same because alone we are all very vulnerable. If many at once, we are very powerful. Until that target date, everyone buys as little as possible from multinationals, pays as little as possible to the system, put your remaining money into something physical that you would like to have or that is useful to get you through the initial transition period, as the elite will defend themselves like a devil in a cask of holy water and preferably not from an multinational. When there is no other option, the money may go to a multinational. It is not a disaster, since the whole system will collapse anyway when everyone is ready for it. Due to inflation, money is hardly worth anything anymore, and with the reset, whether by Klaus Schwab and Co. or by us, money will soon be worth nothing at all. So don't hang on to it, enjoy and live with it. Blocking the access to water and food is another world war strategy. So is poisoning the enemies, drinking water a very old trick and the elite have undoubtedly put their men in the drinking water and food companies as well. Invest in an independent water source and purifiers. They can even be easily made yourself if it's necessary. Tap water really should not be considered safe until all this is over, nor are industrial produced drinks and food. In fact, they are absolutely to be avoided. Toxins are always invisible mixed in somewhere, as they have been for a long time now, fortunately still in limited quantities. So like the E numbers, remember? It's so absolutely likely that those who are going to lose all their power and wealth will do everything to keep it. And as we know from all the wars, uh, 
they instigated under false pretexts by means of their corrupted politicians and the military industrial complex. Next to the many, even just official victims of the inoculation rollout, mass murder is no problem at all for them. So don't trust anything that comes from them in your body. Find and create as soon as possible independent alternatives. Don't mind permit applications. The laws don't apply anymore. It's war against us and all their laws are made and prepared in function of that. Precisely to make any autonomy as impossible as possible. When we are with enough people, hopefully by the target date we will do the following. We stop working completely if it concerns work for a multinational government department, a suggestion except for emergency services. Those who are self-employed can possibly continue working if this does not require purchases from multinationals. It is unlikely to get your order anyway since there will be a general worldwide work and pay strike until the system has fallen. Or better said, holiday in your own neighborhood will, while building on our wonderful new world until we are out of the storm. We no longer pay rent, loans, utility bills, purchases, taxes, fines, etc. Not a penny goes to the system. Remove your offline mailbox so that harassment letters from the system don't enter into your head either. This is the only way to make the power of money collapse. Those with the skills and access to weapons to physically apprehend all offenders will then do so all over the world. Even country knows its offenders by now and there are many people in the world who also know the international offenders behind the scenes. It will be their first contribution, contribution to our wonderful new world. And it will be done from heart, as we'll do everything from now on. Everything, everybody, everyone, doing what they feels is necessary and according to his own skills and possibilities. The perpetrators should be given a fair and transparent trial according to their offenses on the scale of natural law, natural justice. All other laws are repealed. We will decide collectively by direct democracy what their punishments will have to be. This is part one. And I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, soon I call. I will tell you more about part two about our wonderful new world. Thank you for listening. Dear followers, this is part two of our podcast about our wonderful new world.
I would like to talk now about the production um, of um, building blocks, car bodies, fabrics, shoes, etc. from hemp. The seeds, which also make excellent animal feed or can be pressed into oil. All those who cultivate it on a large or small scale keep the part of the plant they cultivate for and give the rest to those who process it. So the chicken farmer will only be interested in the seed and the fabric weaver or the brick maker only in the farm. The factory can work fully automated using the current generation of robots developed by the elite. Sustainability, the absence of commercials which pushes people to buy all the time, no longer have to fill up the emotional gap provoked by a life as money slave with a short and superficial joy of a new purchase all the time. We replace artificially created need for actual need. The limited human labor that will still be required can be done by those who find a passion to make, develop or provide just that. Factories can also be shared with people from other regions. It suffices to make um, online planning accessible to everyone, where everyone reserves the still available periods days and to make sure that everyone knows how to operate them. With today's technological automation, this can be a problem. Everyone will automatically, automatically take care of it. Since everyone benefits from the good functioning of the production facilities, everyone needs things from them now and then. Happy people don't destroy out of social frustration and won't want to be known as the one who deliberately messed up for everyone. These are things that people can all agree on themselves which is the most convenient for everyone and whether for example a region needs its own production side of anything given that the things produced will be very durable and also reused where possible. At a certain point they will almost only need to be produced for demographic growth. Only food and beverages must be produced constantly. Handicrafts, arts and crafts and so on can be exchanged according to one's own needs and views. Fruit, nut trees and bushes can also be planted everywhere in streets, flower beds, etc. So that there is always a seasonal fruit for every passerby, every bird and other animal to pick. They too need some help to recover from the pain that is inflicted on the entire planet in the name of profit. Create as much abundance as possible of all good things everywhere. All knowledge, new technology or ways of doing things better within these basic principles can be made available to everyone through an online platform. Open and transparent so that everyone can benefit from making everything as good as possible for everyone everywhere. Like everything else, this is non-bending. The high-tech devices that these factories produce, such, such as robots, means of transport, electronics, electro must also be transformed as much as possible into sustainable and ecological products. 
all this always with a minimum of human and purely voluntary labor. Brands are logically a thing of the past. Since they exist only in function of commercial and therefore competition-based trade. At best, they can still be an indication of a certain type of product. In order to avoid the tendency that will undoubtedly arise in some people to be the first to appropriate existing and very exclusive goods from the free factories, which would lead to great discord, I propose to raffle off all real luxury goods that have already been produced among those who want them. Everyone may choose one item for which they want a chance if there are any left over that reduce repeats. This way everyone has an equal chance of getting everything and no one has to be angry with anyone else who has not yet mastered greed or avarice. Or they can also be kept so that people can choose an item as an extra reward for something like for a special merit for which people can nominate it online and then others can vote for them if they agree with their nomination. Everything is possible, it just depends on what we really choose together democratically. The factories that produce pure luxury goods will not be restarted until there has been a thorough joint reflection on what we want to do with that. Important is that everyone has first and foremost everything that is needed, such as food and drinks, washing machines, basic kitchen appliance, such as refrigerators, cooking stoves, sanitary supplies, building materials, basic furniture and the transport of these goods distributed according to need. Someone with e.g. a working refrigerator doesn't immediately need a new one, especially since it will take some time to produce everything in a truly sustainable way. It is wise to provide non-durable products only where there is a real need and to wait with a new purchase until ecological and sustainable production can start up. The law enforcement. Many of today's generation of law enforcement officers have committed crimes against humanity at the behest of the perpetrators, some even with joy. Needles to say they should be immediately removed from their posts and stripped of their weapons. If they commit from now on to respect natural law, they can be released until they will have to explain their former actions. When their duties have played an important role in making possible the things that were lead to the Great Reset, they should be in present awaiting trial. Those who have remained in office and didn't commit crimes and honest police and military personnel who have resigned due to dissatisfaction with the current situation are asked to first and foremost arrest all known perpetrators and to maintain public order during the transition period, EA to apply natural law. 
Everyone is completely free as long as they do not harm anyone, including collectively or other people's property. During the transition period, all perpetrators must be apprehended and looked up according to their importance. Their share and their responsibility for the crimes committed against humanity top down. The perpetrators must be locked up in existing prisons where places can surely be freed up if we release everyone who hasn't committed a violent crime. In addition, the perpetrators have built large additional prisons and concentration camps all over the world, which are now called quarantine camps or FEMA camps which can now be used for themselves. And if that is not enough, old fortresses can be used. The prisoners will be given raw basic food and access to cooking facilities so that they can cook their own food and maintain their home with surveillance only from the outside and further on with cameras. It is also to be expected that there will be people heavily in shock who will exhibit confused behavior. If harmless, offer help, otherwise lock them up separately for criminals so that an appropriate solution can be sought. There will also be people who are not yet able to respect natural law and it will take some time before the whole of humanity is ready for and used to it. Everyone has the right to defend themselves on every level, with all means necessary, all in a correct human relation to each other, of course. So from now on, we will largely be maintaining order ourselves. The poles, lighting and buildings equipped with a particularly harmful and life-threatening technology, such as what I will care for 4 plus 1G, should be dismantled as soon as possible. Transport. Some ideas already. Of course, there will also be cars no longer to get stuck in traffic jams every day, for since the concept of labor is free according to need. Personal judgment and own evaluation of the necessity for it. Of course, it must be possible to move around if you want to, to transport things, etc. As far as that will not be possible with the rivals trucks, for example. Those who, for whatever reason, often want or have to be on the road, e.g. to deliver things or travel, they will want their own means of transport. And those who think that they use a car too little to have a permanently in use themselves, they will be happy to share cars with neighbors, the neighborhood, etc. Like cambios now bad for free. Same with bicycles and all other consumer goods. People must decide for themselves whether they need one of them, one of something themselves, or whether they share is enough to cover their needs. Everything comes from either local production units or the factories of the former multinationals. Common means of transport, including aviation, can also be retained and developed according to opportunity and need. Those with the skills and the desire to operate them can commit themselves to do so at the times they see fit by registering on the online platform so that passengers can also see where and when which means of transport is available and reserve a seat. If one is not available, they can let it be known when they would like to go where. And if enough people join in, 
can be put into action. Pilots do like to spend lots of time in the sky anyway. Airplanes can also fly quasi-automatic, but it is obvious half empty, flights are a crazy thing to do. So either adjust the size of the plane to the number of passengers for a flight, or wait for a flight to take place until it has enough passengers. There will be enough pilots once the training for it is free, and there are no more business flights. Pilots will train each other and have to provide only a fit to fly certificate in aviation. Industrial food and beverages, cleaning and care products. Everything must be non-toxic and ecological, both in production and in use. No harmful additives or basic raw materials are allowed, so crops may no longer be grown with artificial fertilizers and glyphosate. Only bio. Then the medical sector. In the same way the medical sector can and should be reconsidered, no longer as a link in a business model of making people ill through poisoning food, drink, medication, cleaning and care products, glyphosate, chemtrails, harmful radiation and so on, in order to, to sell them even more pills. Under the natural law, the causes of many diseases will be removed so that we can go back to nature for healing as much as possible because Mother Nature has provided for each disease several healing plants, which is, by the way, just traditional medicine and botany, not what they have made people consider normal the last 150 years. Undoubtedly, there will also be people who will apply and pass on this knowledge, just as surgery must remain a possibility if necessary. That too is an art that can be performed by those with a passion and knowledge for it, and who will thus contribute the greater whole. This labor can either be exchanged, surgeons, assistants and caretakers, care I'm sorry, assistants and caretakers, for instance, also need food and other stuff, and probably preferable, not all from industrial production. So one can agree on a weekly pie, soup, etc. for salon, help with course and construction, clothing, pets, animal care, and so, or just be filled in for free because the need for it is there and that is what they can and like to do to contribute to their community. What we know today is medicine may continue to be produced if the necessary efficacy and non-harmless, if it can be independently demonstrated, if not an alternative must be found that does meet the highest ethical standard. Given that the constant poisoning of people has stopped, after a while people will naturally be much less sick and will only need emergency medical care. So. See also further under care. Education. In the old world, schools turned out to be indoctrinating institutions and disguised kindergartens where also every free thought and self-being was suppressed. In our wonderful new world, it can be agreed by Didi. Huh? Direct democracy, remember? What should be basic knowledge in addition to reading, writing and math? Everyone can make proposals and argue with something should be a part of the general basic knowledge. 
in agreement with the parents, it will be determined who will participate in which lessons until the children are big enough to make these, these decisions themselves. Class schedules can be drawn up and consulted online. E.g. from that to do that time, in that place, classes or workshops, etc. will take place on that subject. If the number of places are limited, one can ask for a reservation. Lessons can but don't have to be given in the current school buildings. The offer comes from anyone who feels called to pass on certain knowledge. Professionals in all kinds of fields will also be happy to share their knowledge, as they are always fascinated by their subject and happy to pass it on so that the knowledge does not die with them on one day. The basic and general knowledge can be given by those who now work in education out of a passion for teaching. Not all of them work in education just because it offers job security and lots of paid holidays. It will simply be their natural contribution to our wonderful new world. And they can also take turns. I am sure there are many parents who would be happy to do this for a few hours or even days or weeks. Parents who have mastered the craft can invite people of the ages they deem suitable to come and learn it with them while they do it. Taking lessons should not be compulsory or forbidden for everyone. What really should be common knowledge should be agreed upon by their democracy. Personally, I already propose to teach people the real nature of things, e.g. about what love is in all its forms and appearances, and about what evil is in all its forms and appearances, and what to do when confronted with it, so that from now on people will always recognize it everywhere and will immediately repress it by means of the take-no-shit principle that also belongs to the natural law. Because it always starts with something small and who gets away with it learns that it can be repeated. Whoever is immediately whistled back learns it's soon of its own accord. A child that ex experiments with lying learns very early that that is not a such good idea. When the lie is written on its face and consequently it gets a doubt problem, namely punishment for the doing and punishment for lying. Moreover, being busted creates shame. After a few times, the child will learn that lying is really a stupid idea. You can better be honest if you have done something wrong that indicates insight and is appreciated. For adults, just the same. Distribution of real estate. Anyone who has a home and wants to change it can make this known on a public platform and, if desired, exchange it with someone else. By definition, anyone who moves into another empty home will free up the current one for someone else. Houses that are or will become empty should always be made available to people in the area first, so that everyone can easily continue to live close to family if they wish. If there are several candidates for a house, it will be drawn by lot. Needless to say, this only works well if everyone leaves every home or building, etc. tidy for the next one. Don't do anything to someone else that you wouldn't want to do by yourself. One office buildings can now also become homes. All real estate of the multinationals that lose their current function anyway get any new function as it suits. But with housing as a priority, it would be logical that someone has no home because another wants a studio. Public buildings remain public, but then in a real sense, buildings for collective or individual large and temporary projects. For the time being, it's 
better not to cut on any new land, so to preserve nature as much as possible until we have been able to take stock of everything, to see what is necessary and what is possible. This with the expectation of farmland, because all food must be grown as locally as possible. Grow independent food must be done already now, so that the elite that also almost completely controls global food production lose power there too. Starvation of the enemy is also an old war trick. Legal. Every suspect of a violation of natural law that is serious enough to make punishment necessary has the right to a correct and transparent process. This can be done through IE, for example, by entering all the parameters so that punishments or decisions will always be objective. Per direct democracy, the peoples themselves determine what punishment they find appropriate for what crime. I'm thinking of what in my opinion are capital sins, namely pedophilia, murder, rape, theft, finance, deceit, gene, or the celebrate creation of false perception, frameworks by means of trickery and lies, that sort of things. If a convict believes that he has not been properly convicted by IE, he can apply for a human sentence. After sentencing, perhaps ask each other, each offender, I'm sorry, what punishment they think is appropriate for their crimes. Usually, offenders who can no longer deny their crimes are stricter on themselves than anyone else can be. In any case, I think it would be learned for to their answer. It can be included in the choices within which, through DD, their punishment will be determined democratically by each of us. I understand that there are people who are will be outraged once they fully realize the extent of the crimes perpetrated by the criminal globalists, and that some will want to take violent revenge, but this is not a good idea for the following reasons. The best way to protect all future generations from people who plan such things over generations is to learn as much as we can so that any insight can be passed on. It is also extremely important that we, good people, consider every step of this whole process that we are going through collectively, carefully and always, choose the best possible outcome, also in the long run. That sets the tune for our beautiful, free new world. Karma really exists, both within one life and within several lives, through reincarnation, because everything is created from energy, pure energy, and everything has consciousness and a soul. That is what immortal the elite knows this. That is why they have made us believe through secularization and indoctrination that this is bogus. One of the many, many, many lies throughout time. So if we want these very dark souls not to be able to reincarnate in that awful capacity, and then do evil all their lives again, we have to try to make their souls evolve towards the light as much as possible before they leave their bodies. That will be quite an exercise, but not trying again. We can only do our utmost and every level to help save all gen future generations from misery. And for our own individual and collective karma, it's also better to do the best we can, of course. If the only universal law is natural law, then everyone must always measure their own actions and those of the others against it. Whatever does not violate it, 
is allowed. While the punishments for offenses should be, people, natural agents, etc., must decide for themselves together, debate about it, followed by decision by means or direct democracy. People of all countries can also choose to make certain punishments for certain crimes universal. The preference should always be to make people see the error they made rather than just punish them. Personally, I would also keep the traffic rules as we know them internationally for the sake of convenience and safety, but not as strictly controlled as is the case in what is now called Belgium. Cattle breeding. Eating fish and meat is not wrong. People are omnivores and some have a greater need for animal proteins than others. What is wrong, wherever, is an industrial livestock farming, keeping animals stuffed up in cages or hallways with only artificial light and artificial food, such as fish meal for pigs, while a pig would not normally catch fish, so it is on, not on the natural menu. And then there are the cattle transports and the passage to the slaughterhouse. It must be an absolute horror being transferred to an animal Auschwitz and listening to the fear and death cries of your fellow animals while you wait for your turn. Or scampi and other seafood and salmon and other fish which are bred in tons far too many together, making them sick and against which they are preventively given masses of antibiotics and other harmful chemicals. Also not very healthy for us the consumer. This is all very wrong. Every life deserves respect. Every animal deserves the life you would like to have if you were that animal. Even if you eat it in one day, every day that it lives until the very last moment, that animal has a right to well-being, just like you as humans. Animals have also been stripped of their totally for a long time. They too are earning models, things that have to make as much money as possible. That is why they have made a food map with meat, eggs, milk, etc. on it, so that everyone would believe that a balanced diet means meat every day, and furthermore, they have cut the animals into pieces and packaged them, with heaps of it to be found in the meat department everywhere, so that people forget that they are eating an animal. After all, they only see a piece of meat that they buy and prepare. When people start to see meat as a part of animals again, they will eat less of it. And animals that have a good life, good nutrition, no stress, etc. are also much more nutritious, so you need less of them. Ideally, all animals should be bred on a small scale with respect for their natural environment and another needs. And that they live a life, a very blissful life until the day they are slaughtered, close to home, collectively, or individually organized, but always somewhere they feel comfortable, without stress. Then meat no longer needs to be packaged in plastic, just as fruit and vegetables don't need to be because a pig, for example, is immediately divided and frozen at home. Sailing fish factories are also a problem. There are gigantic ships that catch tuna and other types of fish in huge quantities. And with their techniques also cause a lot of bycatch and towing damage on the seabed and where the catch is immediately processed and canned. 
The parts not fit for human consumption are processed into animal feed. If there is no longer an industrial herd, then less or no fish meal is needed to feed that herd. And if the factories have to produce much less and only do it ecologically, the rivers and seas will soon contain lots of fish against and eels without species BS. And then there will be fish everywhere local and there will be no need to overexplode nature faster than it can recover or to use unhealthy farming methods. And then normal-sized fishing boats that don't cause any damage would surface. Wouldn't that be better? Public work and utility maintenance. Growth repairs are always needed. So who is going to do that in the free system? In African countries, it's often those who use a road regularly, who repair it when it breaks down somewhere. Think of filling pits with earth and stone rubble. Eventually, of course, that is no longer enough. Companies that have the equipment to renew a road will, if they now belong to multinationals, become collective property. The people who know how to do it will no longer have to work for money like everyone else. So who will do it? There are several options that immediately come to mind. Start passing on the knowledge immediately to those who want to learn it to contribute in the way they choose to our new wonderful world. Normally, people who literally have all the time in the world like to make themselves useful for the collective because of the good feeling that gives. The many volunteers in all sectors clearly demonstrate that. Everyone can learn to do whatever they like from those who already know how to do it and who probably don't mind sharing this knowledge so that they are less and less called upon when something is needed. Many hands make the work light, you know? A region or country can also choose to produce an exclusive luxury product from a resident factory for those who maintain these roads, e.g. Ferrari, instead of the ordinary cars that everyone has or something like that, or asking people what they would like in exchange for a certain large job something that is not a standard available. Organizing it to be produced is always possible, but always be creative. Or by means of direct democracy, DD, agreeing on a rotation of teams with a neighborhood region, so that everything that is needed is always done if everyone helps out, say, two days a year. There are always several possibilities. People have to find out how to prefer to organize themselves, starting at their own doorstep, in their own street, neighborhood, village, region, etc. Giving responsibility to the people ensures that they also take it up, do what they feel they have to do. For one, it's this, for another, something else, and nothing gives a better feeling than doing something you can do and like to do for others, especially when those others are all people who do that too, in each in their own way. That is what life in a community is about and what makes a society. Just like the old normal, but not for many, just for the good feeling it gives. Thank you for listening and see you soon.